There's something about being grateful and thankful, having gratitude, and being able to look at all of life like that, not just the things that are good, but no matter what it is, I believe is the key to how much you can receive from God. Man, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, I, I, I want to be in a position of receiving from God every minute of every day. And I believe that to experience that in everything in life, you have to have a grateful heart. Heart meaning gratefulness and thankfulness that is developed. And when you think about it, when I, when I was a kid, if somebody did something for me and they brought something to me, well, I can hear my mom's voice. Tell them thank you. Thanks. Somebody did something for you and you don't even like it. Tell them thank you. Thanks. Not. Right? So we've been trained to think about being thankful after the fact. But the truth is, God wants us to be thankful before the fact. So there are two things in Scripture that we're reading about today, we've read in the last few weeks, one of them we haven't, but we'll read the other one today. But there's two things that create victory in your life. It's thankfulness, gratefulness, and it's faith. And you can't separate the two. Because what we're looking at today in Scripture is developing the life. The reason you have to develop that is because you can be told to say thank you. You can even be told here today that God wants you thankful before the fact. Yeah, okay, pastor, thanks. You know, glory, glory, glory. That's not going to produce a thing because you don't believe it. But it may start out like that. Well, okay, I heard what he said. What I got to lose? It's not working the other way. I, I promise you, God will take you right there. Doesn't sound real spiritual, but you know what? That, if that's your beginning, that's where you have to take it. We've all been there in one way or another at different times. But then you have to develop that. And that means you have to get out of bed every day and put on your thankful shoes and maybe do a little jig or do something that you wouldn't normally do by faith and begin to thank God and give Him glory and honor for how good He is, not thanking Him for how bad your circumstances are. Thankful for how good He is and what He's promised you. Because if not... 
everybody's going to let you down. Everybody will let you down. Years ago, we did a, we did a series around here a lot uh, by John Bevere. And which series was it where he talked about, about your expectations of different people? I, I, know, I know there's many of you that remember it. It was the bait of Satan? Well, yeah, it was. Yes, it was. It was that one. I was thinking it was the other one on authority, but, I, but it wasn't. Anyway, but in that series, he talked about, well, it may have been in the authority, it may have been in both of them, but in the, I think in the authority one, he was talking about your pastor and how people have all these low expectations of everybody, but then they put this high expectation on your pastor, or he was, that's what he was saying or using, that expectation. And, yeah, the undercover series, that's what it was. And he said, and what you're doing when you put that high expectation on them being perfect in your life, you're setting yourself up to be let down. See, because our expectation needs to be in God. Now, I'm not telling you go let people down all the day, all, every day on purpose because, you know, it, it, it really doesn't matter. No, it matters. But what matters is the expectation I put on people. And when I'm not living a life of developing gratitude and gratefulness and thankfulness and aware of how good God is, then I'm looking to other people to kind of feel that. And they're going to always let you down. And that's why people have such a difficult time being grateful. And that's why you have, to, you have to practice being grateful every day, even when you don't feel like it. Before the fact. So think of one thing right now. Just think of one thing, and then I'm going to get into this. But think of one thing right now that has not happened in your life that you've believed God for. Don't raise your hand or say anything or whatever. Just think of one thing. Just think of something that you've not seen manifest that's actually kind of maybe kind of a sore thing to you. It's, it's, it's creating some issues or problems with you. I'm just asking you this question. How often do you thank God for the manifestation of it through who he is. The manifestation of what you're believing for through who he is in that realm. Let's say there's something physically that, is, that, that has, has drug you down. You've not been able to get the victory physically in your body. How often have you thanked him as Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals you, and actually the God that has already healed you? How often do you spend time on a daily basis thanking Him that you're the healed? Yeah, but Pastor, I'm not. I've been to the doctor. I've been here. I've done this. I've said 101 confessions and nothing's happened in my life. But with that type of a response, when you have that negative response... You don't have the gratefulness and the thankfulness for what he's done for you. That's why by faith, you have to continue to declare it. 
you have to do something in the natural, you have to take medicine or you have to whatever, do whatever you have to do, but do not get off of your gratitude and thankfulness and practicing and developing that on a daily basis. You need to hear yourself acknowledging how great Jehovah Rapha is or whatever other area that, you're, that you've not seen something manifest, I promise you, he's the God over that area too. And he knows you have need of whatever it is that you're believing for, and he wants to give it to you without the stress and the pressure of trying to acquire it. We talked about that a lot in our kingdom series. But I'm telling you today, the weapon of gratefulness, the weapon of gratitude, the weapon of thankfulness... We'll see these things through because what it does is it produces this assurance on the inside of you that God really is who he says he is. But it starts when you don't feel like it, when it doesn't look like it. So thankfulness and faith are what we're looking at today. Can you say amen to that? I just want to read just three of our foundational scriptures that we've looked at. First Corinthians 15 and 57 he said but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ remember the song that we sang today I'm going to see a victory I'm going to see a victory one of the lines in, that, in the song is I'm going to see a victory. It depends whether we get thankful and choose to do it. It almost seems like a labor or something that you have to do. No, it's something that you need to develop a want to. You need to want to thank God. And so if it's a If it's something that starts out as just in the flesh and a labor and something you're having to do, yeah, do that until it develops into a want to. And then it develops into the manifestation and the experience that you are receiving from God as a result of that this this life of gratitude. It's something that you do all the time. It's a lifestyle that you that you live and you walk in all the time. And listen, I mean, hello, do we live in a society where it appears like nobody's grateful? Hmm? Does it look like that around you? Does it look like that on every airwave? I mean, somebody's complaining about somebody about something, right? What would happen if you had the 10 o'clock news and it was, it was just the victory report. And all they talked about was just victory. And, and, and they went around the, the nation and found just situations where people were victorious. Hmm? Probably go under in about two weeks. No excitement. You know why? Because people are not developing the desire to want to rejoice when good happens to other people. 
Everybody's looking in the negative because they've been trained that way. That, that's not really who we are, not any of us. We were created like that. We were created in the image of God to have a grateful heart and, and want to see good happen to other people. We were created that way. We were created the other way. We've been lied to. And it's vital that we, we allow our lives to be that living witness that God is real, but it begins in, in, in your own life, in your personal life, in, in your prayer time, in your connection time with God, acknowledging how great that He truly is. And I'm telling you, He's great. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says a similar thing. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Thanks be to God produces the victory again. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything, not for everything, but in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your life. It's God's will for you to live your life giving thanks, showing gratitude, and being grateful for everything that He has done. Not for everything, but in everything. In the midst of everything that is happening, to give Him this thankfulness and this gratefulness and acknowledging how real that He is. And like I said, it's through the areas that you're believing God for. You're believing for healing. You're believing for prosperity. You're believing for peace in your life. You're believing for the future. You're believing for advancement. You're believing for favor. You're believing for all. He, he's got it all covered. Everything in your life is already covered, and it begins with you being grateful and thankful for all that he has done, no matter what, no matter what. Now, I'm just telling you, it takes faith to see that produced. And that's why I want to that's why we're going to read this passage out of 1 John chapter 5. I love this passage, but it really goes with these, with the, these last three verses that we've read. <clears throat> um, and verse 1 of John, uh, 1 John, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. And verse 4. So verse 1 said, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. How many are born of God today? You believe that Jesus is the Christ, okay? So he's talking to you there, but then down in verse 4 here, he's talking to you again. And he says, for whatever is born of God, overcomes the world. So I'm a, I'm a whatever, you're a whatever. We overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You believe if you have faith that Jesus is the Son of God, then you believed that before you confessed. If you made a confession and you didn't believe, you didn't get saved. A confession won't save you. A confession won't cause you to be born again. You had to believe what you heard first, and then it had to be a, I want that. 
So the victory that overcomes the world, everybody say, I'm a world overcomer. So, so because he's already overcome the world, me too, right? But the manifestation of that world overcoming experience in every situation in life has to be faith in the fact that he really did it. So if I'm born again, then I'm in a position for victory. And we just read two passages of Scripture that said the victory comes through thanksgiving. So I'm telling you today, victory in your life, in the things that you've already spiritually overcome because of what He did, they'll manifest in your life when you have faith and thanksgiving. When you have faith and gratitude. And it takes faith to have the right kind of thankfulness. Not, you wait till you see it. Okay, thank you, Lord, for that. I mean, you can be thankful at all times. If somebody gives you a gift, be thankful. But what I'm talking about today is not that. It's not that. Probably one of the best stories that I ever heard this was years ago by John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father. And he actually wrote a book on it. I've got, I've got the book. And, and the title of the book is called Saturday's Coming. That's the title of the book. And, uh, but, I, but I heard him tell the story first before I got the book. And the story was, and I may get pieces of it wrong, it's a long time since I've heard the story, but the story was that John Osteen's family, they lived out in the country. And John always, he, he said in his story that daddy would say, would tell us, you know, come Saturday, we're going to town. And he said as a kid, they'd always get excited, you know, because good, good things happened. With, they bought things at the store and did things like that on, on Saturdays. And he said, one time his dad came to him and said, John, this is, he said it was like a Tuesday, I think. And he said, this Saturday, we're going to town and I'm buying you that bike. And... I think in the story, the story that I heard him tell, I don't know if it's in the book this way or not, but the story I heard him tell, he said at first he acted like he, was, he, he wasn't that excited. He didn't want to overdo it, you know, with his dad. And, and when he was walking off, he said, thank you, Dad, for the bike. And then he just, he just exploded. He, could, you know, he went everywhere, and he started telling everybody, I've got a new bike. He said, in essence, what he was saying, is he was telling all his friends, I have a new bike. Well, where is it? It's coming. It's coming. Well, well, you, well, we don't see it. No, it's coming. Saturday, you'll see me on my bike. Why? Because he believed what daddy said. He believed what daddy said. And so he began to thank his dad and, and beforehand, and he began to tell other people that it was his. And in essence, what he was doing is he was acknowledging, he was acknowledging to other people the faithfulness of his father. Because if daddy promised, it's done. 
That's the thing that you and I, in that little story, we've got to download that inside of us. And the thing I'm asking you right now, what are you not seeing manifesting in your life? What is your level of gratitude and thankfulness that's coming out of your heart? What are you practicing? You say, well, Pastor, what do you mean practice? Okay. You're, let's just take something in the monetary world. You're believing for a new car. Okay. You know, you can just go down and buy a new car if you have decent credit or whatever and you're making enough money or whatever. Just go and buy the car. But, I mean, sometimes that's a little too easy. How are you going to, what does God want you to do? And, and, and can God get involved in you buying a new car? I'm just using that as an example. Can God be involved in that? You know, you might say, well, you know, I, I don't really need God to be involved in me buying a new car, you know, because I got the money to do it. No, 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 no. It doesn't have anything to do with how much money you have or you don't have. It's having God involved in everything that you do. Everything. Now, I'm just asking you this. The Bible tells us that the favor of God produces riches. The favor of God does. Now, how many would like not just the favor of other people, but how many want to live and operate in the favor of God? And it produces riches. It produces riches. The favor of God does. So if that's the case... Why would I not want the riches of God involved in anything that I'm doing or buying? See, what it has to do with is you being willing. Again, I'm going to say this again. It has nothing to do with how much you have or don't have. It has to do with you beginning to thank God. Lord, I thank you for this new car. I I know it's time for me to sell what I have and, and I'm believing for a new car. But I want your wisdom on this. And I'm, I'm thanking you today for this new car. I want your favor. You, the Bible says that your favor is, it will surround me like a shield. And everywhere I go, I have favor with people I come in contact with. If I'm going down and I'm looking for a car, I don't know about you, but if you're looking for a new car, I'll go and, 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 and shop the market online. Or I, I like to go sit in the cars at the dealerships, you know. And I'll go and, and do that. And um, my wife and I were, are in a in market for a new car actually right now. We're in a market, but the market wasn't ready for us, huh? Because uh, we're looking for the favor of God in this thing. So we just decided, well, we can put that off. We'll, 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 we'll hold on to our money and do what we're going to do, and we'll buy our car when we want to buy it. We felt like God said, don't buy right now. Fine. If God don't want me to buy, I I'm not going to go... I'm, I'm going to go dis because I come to the place where I don't do anything unless I ask God first. And, and so what I've been doing is thanking him for the timing. And I hadn't heard it yet. In the natural, I heard him say that, you know, things are changing, well, whatever. But I don't get that yet. So when, I'm, when am I going to buy a new car? When he said. Right? And when I buy it. I got the favor of God already. I'm already telling you based on what I've already done and doing continually every day. That's part of my daily confession, thanking him for the new car at the right time in the way he wants me to get it. Can you say amen? And see, it has nothing to do with how much or little you have. See, if you had nothing... And you begin to develop your faith, and you begin to walk out faith, and you had nothing, 
And faith begin to develop you something in life. Things begin to happen, right job, right business, right promotions, right situations, and, and all of a sudden you begin to advance, and things begin to happen in your life. And as they're happening, you know, great increase is coming, and, and then at that moment, if you choose to get out of faith for your future because you've got enough, you've just hindered your future. What God wants is He wants us to do everything by faith. I don't care what it is. And I'm telling you today, He wants you to do everything by faith and gratitude, gratefulness, thankfulness. Faith, thanking Him and showing your gratitude and honoring Him and acknowledging He's better at making sure if you're looking for a car, you're looking for a job, you're looking for a future, you're looking for wisdom for the future, I don't care what it is, he's better at all of that than anybody else you can talk to. Doesn't mean you can't talk to people. Doesn't mean you can't glean from people and learn from people. Please do it. Resource yourself. But at the end of the day, what does he say? And that's where I've got to actively stay in this position of acknowledging how great a of a provider that he is, how great he is at wisdom. He said he told me wisdom is the principal thing, not knowledge, not education, not anything else. He said wisdom. So as you develop your education, you get knowledge. That's all good. But at the end of the day, if you stop there, then you've discounted wisdom because wisdom is what's extracted from knowledge. So we do our part, we develop ourselves, we get better at it, but we cannot alienate him from the mix. Because if we do, then we're on our own and we're not that good. We just aren't. And I tell you what, one really strong revelation you need is that you need to get it inside of you that you are not enough. You don't have it all. You don't have all the understanding. You are not enough to make this work in life. He's the helper. He's not the doer. You've got to carry it out. You've got to do it. You've got to process it. You've got to get these things together. You've got to get what God wants you to do. But he'll help you do that. And the greatest place to see that help begin is through by faith just thanking him for the wisdom, understanding, or whatever it is that you need to see the things you need in life accomplished. Because man, he is so good at it. Can you say amen? He is so, so good. So, I just want to read these last two passages to you today. <clears throat> in Hebrews 4 and verse 14. Seeing that you have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as, yet, as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. How? 
boldly. I'm just telling you right now, for many people and probably most people, to come boldly before God takes faith. Takes faith. And what are we to come to God boldly about? This passage in Philippians 4. Don't worry about anything, Philippians 4 and verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him. Be grateful for all that He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. But He said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Give thanks to Him for all that He has done. Boldly come before His throne of grace, giving thanks and acknowledging all that He's done, grateful for everything that He's done, and you'll find the help that you need in the time of need. I don't know about you, that's, that's, not, even, that's not just good news, that's better than good. I mean, it's beyond even great news. To find the help you need in time of need every single time is a win-win. We don't lose. You never lose, ever. But it begins with the development of thanksgiving and gratitude and gratefulness by faith. Before the fact. Acknowledging He's your healer before the fact. Acknowledging every day that He's your provider before the fact. Acknowledging every day that He's your peace before the fact. Acknowledging every day that He is your future. He, he's the one that guides you and leads you in every way before the fact. And with that attitude and that working and developing in your life, as you're practicing this gratefulness, this thankfulness, it will produce what it is that you're looking for. And if you don't believe it will, take the challenge that I've given you over the last few weeks of marking down every time that you're complaining about something and reminding yourself, you know what? We've got to reverse this and begin to thank God for how good He is instead of focusing on the problem because most of the time when you're complaining, you're complaining about somebody. Amen? But to be grateful, you've got to start with being grateful for how good He is. And then you'll see the ability to rejoice when good happens to other people the same way. Can you say amen? So I want to end today with Psalm 23. <clears throat> and I want you to think about this today. This, this psalm was written by David when he was still a shepherd. When he was still shepherding his father's sheep. And, um, you know, when you look at where David ended up from being a sheep herder, you know, to being at the top and the king of Israel, when you look at where he was when he, when he wrote this, I think with a lot of people today, they would rewrite this in a different way. And it starts out in verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. Some people would write it, the Lord don't do nothing for me. 
here I am still herding sheep and doing all this, and everybody else, my brothers and everybody, they're, they're doing all kinds of work, and they, 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 even dad shows favor to them more than he does me, and this, this hasn't happened for me, or, the, or, or, or this such thing ha- hasn't happened, but that's not what David did here. David wasn't complaining about his position. I want you to notice, as he's going through here, you don't really see anything about where his life is or what's going on in his life as he does this. But he talks about everything that the Father did for him during this time, about how he provided for him, how he refreshed him, how he guided him and protected him, and he brought abundance to him in everything that he did. That's what he acknowledged. And so I want you to, I want you to think that, uh, of this passage as a thanksgiving passage that David had at a time when he was probably, you know, he took herding his father's sheep as a very serious thing and as a high position that he was given authority over. But everybody else viewed it as nothing. And here's David. The Lord's my shepherd. I have, I'm reading this out of the New Living Trans, the New Living. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows <laughs> instead of complaining about the meadows. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. He, he, he renews my strength. I mean, he, he fought off lions and bears and Tigers and no, no telling what else he fought off. We, we got history of, of, of a lion and a bear. But he fought off all kinds of, he renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, even, even the, some of the darkest times, I will not be afraid. Lord, you are close beside me. Think of everything that this guy went through after this. See, this was already a part of it. The reason he was so successful, even in his mistakes as an older man, that God pardoned him and gave him and forgave him of his mistakes and going on is because this was in him. This was a part of him. This gratefulness and thankfulness of who God was to him in the midst of even a a lowly position the way the world would see it. But this is his stepping stone and ground for the great things that he ended up doing. And his name and his lineage is connected to Jesus. He's in line. And what he accomplished was type and shadow. Things that he accomplished were, were types and shadow of what Jesus accomplished for the church. God used him in a mighty, mighty way because in the lower times of his life, this is what was in there. As he's shepherding those sheep, God, the Lord's my shepherd. He allows me to lay in these green pastures. The sheep are fine and, you know, there's no, there's no wolves around. And he's just relaxing. Can you just see him in the sunshine? on a day and he's laying in the, in the green grass and just giving God glory. Thank you for this green grass. Thank you for allowing me 
to be in this position. Thank you for this. Instead of moaning, groaning, and complaining. Man, look at my brothers. Bunch of idiots. I'm so much better than them. I could do so much more than they did. And what do I get? I get this dumb job taking care of these stupid sheep. And if that's your attitude about things that you're living in and dealing with in life today, you've got to change it. Take in Psalm 23 and let it be a part of your life. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you're close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. The rod represents the word of God. The staff represents the spirit of God. Your word and your spirit, Lord, they protect and they comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Can you say amen to that? I will live in that place forever and ever, giving glory and thanks for how good God is. My encouragement to you today is to make sure that in your born-again experience, you don't let it stop there, but you grow into everything that He wants you to accomplish as a born-again individual on planet Earth. Heaven's our destiny. It's our, it's our ultimate destination for eternity. But heaven lives on the inside of us, and He wants heaven through you and I being experienced out here and you'll never have it without a heart like David you'll never have it without a grateful heart acknowledging how awesome and making it making it a grateful life say this with me today I have a grateful life not something that's going to be down the road you've got to see it as that's your life today. It's a grateful life today. By faith, developing your grateful attitude, changing ungrateful attitudes towards things, people, situations, or whatever it is, the life becomes, in a manifested way, what He created you to have and live in on this planet and in the life to come. So grateful for the life to come that we have but I want that live, I want, I, I'm here to experience it this day. Can you say amen?